It's just after 6 o'clock in the big city. It's time for America's favorite Las Vegas sports show, Sports X Radio with Ken Thompson. <laughs> yeah, what up? Party's going on. Duh. Going to a party. Sports X Radio with Ken Thompson is brought to you by Hannah Shade Boyle and Rabaputi. Trial lawyers that get results. Steiner's Pub, a true Nevada style pub. Preventative Diagnostic Center. Rob Ritchie, Farmers Insurance. So get ready because Sports X Radio with Ken Thompson starts now. Now. Uh, a little throwback Thursday for KT. Yes, live PSBR Law Studios here in Las Vegas. Great time last night at Steiner's Pub on a Wednesday night. Always catch me there, 1750 North Buffalo. But Mondays, Tuesdays, Thursdays, and Fridays right here at PSBR Law Studios. Panache, Boyle, and Rabaputi, the best in personal injury for a long time in Southern Cal, year number five now here in the Vegas Valley. Speaking of five, over $5 billion in Verdicts and settlements the last five years for their clients. Long time in Southern California, like I said, year number five here in the Vegas Valley. Strength by your side. The relentless pursuit of justice is PSBR Law. Go check it out, PSBRLaw.com. You may not need them now, but you may need them in the future as far as the best in personal injury. Jot it down. You got that 702 area code for Las Vegas in your head. I know that. But 830-9353, 830-9353, and yes, a little throwback Thursday, because I know college football season may be over, but it's really never over for this guy, Brad Powers. He is in studio, so we're going to be going back. We're going to kind of review a lot of things, and then, you know, Brad's already got future bets already in play for 2024. He just never lets up. And that's the great thing. That's why we bring on BP, because we're going to get a little update as far as coaching carousel, get his takes on some of the uh, new coaches and some of the jobs that are still open. And, of course, NFL playoffs. Brad Powers does a good job in the NFL. And we'll also talk a little uh, NFL playoffs a little bit later with BP. But also that transfer portal. Closed right now, but it'll be open again one more time. And I'm telling you. You have got to, I mean, it it is a year-round thing now with college football because just to stay up on all this stuff and then try and figure out, it's one thing where guys are leaving and going here, going there, and then you're finally getting it down. Okay, all these guys are here, and these guys are here, and these guys are here, and then you got to kind of figure out, okay, now the coach is there. What kind of offense? What kind of defense? How are these guys going to mesh in? I don't know how Powers does it all, but he does, and uh, is one of the best in the sport for a long time and very privy to be working with Brad over the last six years, I think it is, uh, just great stuff. And, of course, we did some stuff uh, back together before we ever connected as far as SportsX Radio. But a lot of admiration for Mr. Brad Powers. Follow him on Twitter, now known as X, of course, at Brad Powers 7 That's the number 7. At Ken Thompson 87. No P in Thompson. T-H-O-M-S-O-N. At Ken Thompson 87. And, of course, the show at SportsX Radio. Producer at Mark Hoke Show. That is the best in professional wrestling. Are you kidding me? The Mark Hoke Show, Sunday mornings, 8 a.m. to 10 a.m. The best in professional wrestling. The ratings through the roof right here, 101.5 FM Dawn, And we stream live on that Odyssey app. If you haven't downloaded that free app, do it now. A-U-D-A-C-Y, free app. Google Play, iTunes, just put it on. There's so many great shows and a great rewind feature. Miss any part of the show, you can go back after the show concludes and listen to the show in its entirety. Great stuff set up, and we got a great show, so let's get rolling. Now, the starting five, number one. All right, let's go right to the ice, baby. The Fortress tonight. KT's team 
Well, he's an original team. Yes, I know. I got the 1-1-A, and Mark Hoke's like, you can't have 1-1-A, Thompson. You're not allowed to do it. But the New York Rangers, I mean, so many years rooting for the Blue Shirts. 1994, the greatest year of all time as far as for any Ranger fan with Messier bringing the cup there. Last 56 seconds, as I mentioned last week, took about 56 hours, but uh, they got it done. Beat Pavel Burry and those Vancouver Canucks, who right now are sitting atop the Pacific, and that's uh, ahead of our Vegas Golden Knights. Vegas Golden Knights at home tonight. Here are your starting goaltenders. Igor Shosturkin will start between the pipes for the Rangers. 18 wins, 10 losses on the season, 2.8 goals against. VGK, they go with Logan Thompson with a P in his last name, 14-9-3. Thompson pretty solid. Aiden Hill out for a bit. Don't know how long, but uh, he's going to be out for an extended period. 10-2-2 on the season. Yuri Patera is questionable. So, I mean, just love of God, man. Logan Thompson's got to stay healthy tonight. Otherwise, they could be in a lot of trouble with that old emergency goaltender. But look at the mash unit here for VGK. Michael Amadio, he is out tonight. William Carrier, we knew he was out. Carrier, some people Carrier, but I go with the Carrier, the French pronunciation. Center Jack Eichel, now we know he'll be out with that knee injury till late February. Aiden Hill, it says late January here, lower body. William Carlson, mid-February, another center. And, of course, defenseman Shea Theodore with that ankle mid-February. That's when those guys will be returning. Rangers pretty much injury-free. So we'll see tonight how that game goes. Uh, let me see if I can get you an updated line real quick because that game goes down in a little bit, and it'll be the Rangers minus 140 on the road at the Fortress. Six-year total. As much as I love the blue shirts, I can't lay it, but I do know my good pal Noah Parker, a fellow Ranger fan, will be there at T-Mobile tonight. Rangers and Vegas, Vegas Golden Knights at home. All right, so that is number one. Number two. Oh, the Super Bowl right in our backyard, so we've got to bring that up. I know the Raiders aren't going to be there. We're down to eight teams. We'll get into those with Brad Powers. Now, tomorrow night, KT will be uh, taking in a little rock and roll. Brother-in-law, Zach Wilde, will be doing the Zach Sabbath show down in Tucson. And that's as close as it gets for me, so I'm going to uh, jam on down there and take that in with a few friends and family members. In fact, our youngest daughter, it'll be her first rock and roll concert, so she'll lose some uh, hearing tomorrow night. It'll be a good good time, as always, uh, seeing Zach. But Thomas Viola, Jason Halpern, they're going to be sitting in right here. Uh, Arthur DeCesar will be joining them on the uh, hotline from the Westgate Superbook and update the lines and all the money action going down on those four NFL playoff games. And, of course, the hoaxer, Mark Hoke, will be producing and contributing as well as he always does. But we've got some news from the Super Bowl, not on the field, but off the field. Super Bowl 58, Reba McIntyre will be singing the national anthem. Three-time Emmy Award winner, 30 albums she's put out so far in her country music career. She will be the headliner as far as the uh, national anthem. Post Malone will be doing his version of America the Beautiful. That'll be at Allegiant Stadium, February 11th. Looking forward to it. Number three. All right, number three. Going to just kind of update a little bit on UNLV basketball because I'm kind of excited. Ladies, no doubt. Folks, here's the thing. You may be somebody that's taken in running Rebel games, right? Gone and seen the men. You've got to support this ladies team. They're starting to get a lot more support. But Lindy LaRock is doing an unprecedented job here at UNLV. And really in the Mountain West, I mean, as far as I followed ladies basketball, I mean, she is absolutely phenomenal. They're going to go for their 30th straight win on Saturday, 2 o'clock in the afternoon, right there, Cox Pavilion, New Mexico comes a call on the Lady Lobos. But I know that the Lady Rebs are going to be geeked up. They're going to be ready to roll. Number 30 in a row, be there 
Saturday, 2 p.m., Cox Pavilion, head coach Lindy LaRock and the Lady Rebels in action. Meanwhile, the guys, the running Rebels, 2-2, two and two, again, should be 3-1. and one. We kind of know they got jobbed in that Utah State game at Thomas and Mack last Saturday, but they rebounded nicely and were able to get the win at Boise, break a seven-game losing streak against the Broncos, and really short-circuit a huge 22-game home winning streak for Boise State and head coach Leon Rice. Tomorrow night, UNLV at Colorado State. That is a tough venue, another one. It's a good Rams team, no question. But UNLV, they're going to be game. They're plus seven as far as if you're going to play them, take the points. I think Kevin Kruger has them ready. I think they can win that game. If they do get that W, I'm telling you, they are dangerous to win the Mountain West. They are a sleeper. Other teams have been picked ahead of them. But this is a well-balanced Mountain West. And I'm telling you, it's going to be a lot of fun. But if they can get that one tomorrow in Fort Collins, I think the Rebs, running Rebs, are going to be game. We know the Lady Rebs are already game. They are the team to beat in the Ladies Mountain West. Number four. All right, NFL. Got to update some of these injuries. And it looks like Mark Andrews. They say Coach Harbaugh says it's going to be a game-time decision or he'll know, know early on Saturday. But reports that I've seen is that he is probable that he will be ready to go. And if you know Mark Andrews and you followed his career college-wise, I mean, this guy's a gamer. He is a tight end that uh, is one of the, you know, the hybrid breed. You know, it has got pretty good speed, good power, and catches everything near him. You love a tight end that's a vacuum cleaner. Mark Andrews is for sure. He'll be ready. Jadavian Clowney will be ready to go. And Zay Flowers, rookie's been outstanding. He'll be ready to go as well for Baltimore. Meanwhile, let's check out some of the other injuries for some of these other teams. Now, Buffalo, they've got a bunch of guys right now that are questionable. Josh Allen, we know, is a go. I know he tweaked the neck a little bit. But Terrell Bernard, he got banged up pretty good in that last game against Pittsburgh and uh, left on a cart. But he's saying the ankle injury is bad, but I'm kind of progressing pretty good. So they list him as questionable. We'll wait and see. Gabe Davis, knee, questionable. I really think if Buffalo's going to win, they've got to have Gabe Davis. They've got to have him. I mean, I, I, I like Davis. I think he's solid. Remember, he had those four touchdowns against Kansas City in that playoff game. Stephon Diggs, we know he's, a, he's good to go. They list him as probable with the foot injury, but that foot's been bothering him for a while. He'll be ready to roll. I really wish they had Matt Milano. That's a big part of their defense. I mean, they have lost a bunch. Taylor Rapp is questionable. Be good to have him back, but losing Jordan Phillips was another big blow. I mean, this team is just beat up on the defensive side of things. Micah Hyde is ready to go as well. So uh, that's Baltimore. And uh, I'll get you, or I'm sorry, that's Buffalo. I gave you Baltimore. But we'll get you some of the other ones throughout the night as far as uh, Detroit and some of the other teams that have injuries and a lot of guys that are questionable. We're waiting back on some uh, substantial reports now from some of the teams. So we'll keep you abreast as far as those NFL games. Looking forward to Green Bay, I'm telling you, in San Fran. I think that game's going to be a lot of fun. And then Detroit at home against Tampa Bay. We know Baltimore going to take on Houston. They're at home, and it looks like Lamar Jackson and company are ready to roll. And then the big one, the fourth of four, Kansas City and Patrick Mahomes finally on the road going to Buffalo. We'll get the take on all those games from Brad Powers, who's pretty good in the NFL. You know he's good in college. Number five. And so speaking of college, we're going to go right to the old college hardwood. That's right, because KT loves his college basketball, and you know that. I mean, I've always enjoyed college basketball. It's my favorite sport to handicap, but I really enjoy just watching it. And when you get into conference play, it's a lot of fun. There's no question. 
Tonight, some good conference play. Now, if you add Michigan State Sparty at home, nip and tuck the whole way in East Lansing against Minnesota. If you laid 12, I wouldn't have done it. I mean, it's just too many. Plus, Minnesota is one of those slow-down teams. So unless Michigan State was able to get a lot of distance early, you're probably going to have to sweat that one out. Well, you did. They actually came close to covering. They laid 12. They win it by 10, 76-66 in a game that barely gets over the 140, hits 142. But Sparty gets the job done at home, wins it by 10. Meanwhile, move on down some upsets. How about Towson taking out College of Charleston? 11-point dogs. They win it by 4, 82-78, sales over the total. And this one, this is interesting. In the horizon, keep an eye on the fighting Phoenix of Wisconsin-Green Bay. I played them in their last home game, but they were going to Wright State. That's a good, solid program, and Wright State got the money initially. Line jumped from 9 to 9.5 quickly when it came out. It stayed at 9.5, but Wisconsin Green Bay led that game wire to wire, and they win it by 7, 88-81, plus 9.5. Nice little money line payout there on both Towson plus 11, Wisconsin Green Bay plus 9.5, and and both those teams winning outright. Meanwhile, Wichita State looked like they were going to take out Florida Atlantic, had a nice lead even into the second half, but the Owls battled back and they win it by 9. But laying 16, Shockers get an easy cover there, 86-77, your final there. Meanwhile, Northern Kentucky, no problem with Wisconsin-Milwaukee. I'm bummed that I didn't pull the trigger on the Norse. I looked at it. They went off as a a 2.5-point favorite, down from 4.5. So money came in on the Panthers of Wisconsin-Milwaukee, but the Norse win at 90-72. to Meanwhile, Moorhead State, one in doubt, bet on Moorhead. That's right. That's Mark Cherezy, my good buddy's advice. And he'd have been right tonight, 84-66. They just finished off Tennessee Martin, minus 9. They win it by 18 big ones. Georgia Southern, their second win of the year. They knock off Coastal Carolina. They were laying three, however, at home, and they only win it by three. So you get a push on that one. 73-70 at the Westgate Superbook. Hofstra, I think they were down 17 at the half. Came back and beat Hampton by nine. Didn't cover the 19, but they won the game. They really must have had one of those talks at halftime. Coach kind of laid into them pretty good. And here's a stunner. Memphis at home, FedEx Forum. They led South Florida, I think, by 18 at the half. Or maybe it got cut to 15 because they were up 18-19 in the first half. But they lose outright to South Florida, 74-73. And that is a look at the starting five. And I'll keep going on some college basketball, though, and welcome Brad Powers in in just a sec. But let me just update some of the scores. Remember, you've got a ton of games right now that are going to be starting West Coast. So I'm going to throw some of those lines at you uh, so you can get down on those. A lot of Big West action. UC San Diego, UC Irvine from the Bren Center. This should be a fun one. Anteaters at home, minus 6.5. UC San Diego is good enough to win the Big West, so I'd keep an eye on them in this ballgame. They can win that game. UC Davis at Cal State Fullerton. Aggies of UC Davis laying two to the Titans at Titan Gym. I wouldn't take it. I'd take Fullerton or nothing there. Gonzaga minus 12 at Pepperdine. Not the same Zags that we've seen in years past, but Pepperdine. Low Romar's got a decent squad, but not good enough uh, for me to take the 12, although it won't shock me if they do hang inside that big number. Meanwhile, Santa Clara off the loss at home after beating Gonzaga. St. Mary's brought them back down to earth at home at Bronco Gym. Don't know if Nash was there for that one. He was there for the Gonzaga game. Santa Clara minus 11 at Pacific, a terrible Pacific team, one of the worst I've seen for the Tigers. The boys from Stockton are hurting. 
I do like Long Beach State. They're at home at the Pyramid taking on Hawaii. I said lay the two. It's up to three. We'll see how that goes. You see Santa Barbara's at Cal State Northridge. Northridge minus one and a half, 154 and a half. And then UC Riverside used to call their games. And this used to be a big Division II game. UCR at Cal State Bakersfield. Cal State Bakersfield won three Division II titles in five years. And then the first year I called UC Riverside basketball back in 1995, they went all the way to the national championship game against Bruce Pearl in Southern Indiana. Came up a little bit short. But UCR is minus three at Bakersfield. I think the Roadrunners have a good chance to win that game. Meanwhile, big one in the uh, Pac-12, Oregon at Colorado. Colorado's minus six at home in Boulder. Oregon's in first place in the Pac-12 coming into tonight. So minus six total, 147. San Francisco, good enough to win the WCC this year. The Dons are solid, laying 10.5 at home against Loyola Marymount, total 141. And Stanford, minus three and a half. I gave it out last night, minus two and a half. Uh, Cardinal playing pretty good ball at Maples Pavilion, minus two, uh, minus three and a half now, one forty four and a half against Wazoo, and the Cougs are real. They come to play each and every night, and that is a look at uh, some of the games. I'll get to some of the scores throughout the evening, but want to welcome in my good buddy before we jump to break, Mr. Brad Powers. He is the best in college football. I call him the college football guru. BP, it is great to have you here. I know the season's over, but a throwback Thursday and a lot to catch up on. Thanks for thanks for stopping in studio. Thanks for having me, KT. There you go. Thanks for having me, KT. I got a buddy. He's always like, thanks for having me, KT. He does the Brad Powers impression. Does a pretty good job. BP, uh, lots going on, man. How do you do it? I mean, and how, you t- how many bets do you have already? 40? No, not 40, but 20. 20. 20 yeah. already. Like, what is out outside of... Uh, Heisman Trophy. Is it already? Uh, okay. Futures. There's games out already. Week one games. Game of the year lines. Win totals. Wow. These books just don't waste any time. And they got to get a jump on each other. And uh, you do such a good job. I, I tell you, I really don't know how you stay up on top of it as quickly as you do. And uh, that's it. I mean, that that is your bread and butter. So much so that you stop giving out college basketball as far as, I, I mean, and, and let me tell you, over the years, you've been pretty successful. So for you to give that up, it's just that you're realizing college football is going to take a lot more time with the transfer portals and all this other stuff going down, the NIL money, just following all that stuff. Certainly. I mean, your roster turnover is almost double compared to what it was just three, four years ago, so that's double the work. I picked up the FCS, too. I mean, I wasn't betting FCS five years ago. That's another 125 teams, so, I mean, do the math. (laughs) There's a lot more work. There you go. A lot more work, and we're going to talk about it. We're going to review some of the stuff, including FCS, the champions, South Dakota State, the Jackrabbits, KT. Very, very happy that they made it two years in a row. Mark Hoke, not so happy, North Dakota State, but he's thinking things will turn around with a new coach. We'll talk about all of it. Right now, Illinois leads at Michigan. Chrysler Arena over there in Ann Arbor, 37-36, but the Illini were up much more than that. So Juwan Howard's guys coming back after a Monday victory on Martin Luther King Jr. Day over Ohio State. We are live from Vegas, 101.5 FM, Don streaming live on that Odyssey app, A-U-D-A-C-Y. KT keeps you updated on all the scores. We'll touch on the NBA and the NHL throughout the evening, but Brad Powers is our guest in studio. We're fortunate to have him. So uh, take a little break, pay some bills. We'll be right back live from Vegas. Uh, 
little Billy Squire on a throwback Thursday. Mark Hoke's been in the hits. KT Live, PSBR Law Studios in Las Vegas. Brad Powers, our guest. Real quick uh, before we get with BP, only five games in the NBA, two games yet to tip off. T-Wolves at home, minus 12.5, 214 against Memphis. The Grizz coming in town. And Pacers, after that trade yesterday, they're going to catch eight in Sacktown against the Kings, total 244. Three games going. Good one in Toronto. Toronto part of that big deal, dealing Siakam over there to Indiana. And uh, 97-96, they lead the Bulls, 8.35 to go fourth quarter. Knicks up seven on the Wizards, laying 11.5 at MSG, 10 minutes to go, 82-75. And the Thunder lead at Utah, 34-20, 3.15 still to go in the first quarter. As far as on that college hardwood, just uh, scrolling on down, seeing if there's any games. I will keep an eye on that Illinois-Michigan game, 37-36 Illini, second half about to start. And uh, some big games tonight in some of the West Coast conferences. I did play Cal as a pick'em. Uh, they closed as a two-point favorite, up three early, 21-18 on Washington. Keep an eye on that one. Uh, Utah at home, big favorite, minus 15 against Oregon State. Wayne Tinkle's guys up by a point early, 19-18 Oregon State up on top. So we'll keep an eye on a bunch of these games as we cruise on through as the uh, West Coast games get rolling. And that's what I love on Thursday night. It's going to get a lot of late action and always enjoy that. And uh, college basketball at the forefront. Uh, one add-on game, extra game, Vermont, 82-62. So any uh, chance that people thought Binghamton was going to be able to hang over there, there's no way. Vermont, they are still the kingpin in their conference year in, year out. 82-62, easily covering the seven on the road, and it does get over the total of 140, hitting 144. Bring in Brad Powers, BP. Uh, NFL playoffs still going. And uh, down to the final eight teams. Biggest shocker last week, was it that Green Bay pummeled oh, Dallas or are the Houston Texans doing a number on Cleveland's defense? I mean, both of those were stunners right there. Yeah, I mean, you got two inexperienced quarterbacks, typically rookie quarterbacks or guys that are making their first playoff start don't perform that well. And uh, obviously C.J. Stroud, uh, I mean, that was all game long, nothing fluky about it. They were the right side there. I wasn't, I mean, it's the Browns for Pete's sake, being road playoff favorites for the first time in 30-plus years. I thought Houston uh, could win that game. I certainly didn't have them winning by 30. But to me, the more shocking result was the Cowboys. I mean, you're talking about a team that, what, won 16 straight home games uh, against a guy making his first playoff start. Not shocked that the Packers covered, but my goodness, it was start to finish again like the Texans game. You knew right away that Dallas it was not going to be their day. We're not ready to play specifically. I know Dak's getting a lot of uh, of the flack, and deservedly so. That Dallas defense was stunning to me, stunningly inept. I mean, just did not have any answers whatsoever. So, uh, And just a big of a stunner is McCarthy's going to come back for another year. I just what – what is the – I mean, Jerry Jones, and we're talking a quarter century now with the Dallas Cowboys, nothing. Not even an end. Forget Super Bowls. Forget in a Super Bowl win. Forget a Super Bowl appearance. They haven't even made the NFC Championship game in more than a quarter century. I mean, for multiple decades, they were a fixture in the NFC Championship. 70s, 80s, 90s, every year, nothing. Big fat zero. And do, you, that's, do you think if Jerry Jones made a substantial offer to Jim Harbaugh, would Harbaugh take that job knowing that Jerry Jones is still there, probably meddling mm, and everything? That's a good question. No, I don't think so. There's a job that Harbaugh should take and should get. The Chargers, the Chargers right? job. For sure. Makes I just agree. too much sense. Surprises takes this long. And you and I were talking about that off the air. College football, I mean, a lot of these vacancies, boom, 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 being filled big time. And doing a reasonable hire. You're like, wow, that makes sense. I mean, within 48 hours. You almost have to, KT, because, I mean, if you let it go a week or so, you're going to lose your team in the portal. 
you got some information from somebody back in December about Nick Saban, and in hindsight, seemed to be pretty accurate. And sometimes you get a little bit of uh, inside info from the region right there or even in that uh, immediate area, Tuscaloosa area, and it kind of tips the hat a little bit. And when you look back, you're like, man, that does make a lot of sense. I should have jumped on it a little earlier and uh, maybe bet my friends. Yeah, I mean, uh, <laughs> the the news being that he joined a, a country club, uh, obviously a golf thing, uh, and uh, obviously he does golf, but he doesn't do it much. The fact that he was going to be a, a big-time member said that uh, that was a good indication that he was going to hang it up. You could kind of tell. It wasn't even that, though. It was If you watched any of his post-game, his halftime interviews, he was so much more calm considering, I mean, Alabama at the start of the year, I mean, it was bad. I mean, hell, after the uh, the, the Texas loss, I mean, he's, you know, talk, talking it up with Pee Wee on his uh, call-in radio show the, the very ne- the next day. And that was just, I mean, typically he would be, you know, irate and in a bad mo- mood for multiple weeks. So uh, I'm excited for him because, uh, you know, I he, he has some lessons that he could be given, whether it's podcast, media, whatever, both him and Belichick. I, I kind of want to pick their brains a little bit and get some more info from these guys that are the GOATs. Does Saban maybe help DeBoer as far as getting settled there in Tuscaloosa and showing them the lay of the land? Do you think that happens, a, a you know, long tenure like that? And a young guy, Kalen DeBoer, that's had a lot of success wherever he's gone as an offensive coordinator, a head coach at Fresno, a head coach at Washington, but still not a lot of uh, experience there for Kalen DeBoer. Everything's kind of, you know, been a whirlwind for him and it's worked out. But now you're taking on, you know, a big time job and stepping in the biggest possible shoes you could step in, in uh, college football coaching in this day and age. So do you think that maybe Saban helps him out a little bit? I mean, the word is Saban's going to keep an office there. Uh, So, I guess. I, I don't know. I have mixed thoughts on that, KT. I just sometimes I'm like, it's just better to have a, a, a clean break. It's time to move on. Show's over. Uh, I, I, I don't know. I mean, the more he's there and it has that presence there, I, it makes it tougher and the expectations already are going to be unrealistic for Kalen DeBoer. I like the hire, to be honest with you. Uh, so, But I just don't know if they're going to have enough patience. Uh, and no one is going to replicate Saban wasn't even going to replicate what he's done the last 15 years, and he really hasn't done that well the last three years. I mean, this has not been the, – the last three years of Alabama football, I mean, they were trending down, to be honest with you, KT, even and, under Saban. NIL, transfer portal, all yep. that stuff coming into play. So it makes sense, though. And uh, you and I talked about this prior to the season to where if I'm a five-star recruit and I know that Alabama and Nick Saban put tons of players – into the NFL. I'm okay waiting my turn. If I get that two years, at least one good year, hey, I'm Alabama. I'm going to get a look, no question. But now with the NIL money, all of a sudden, time goes by, young guys come in. All of a sudden, I was that five-star, and I could have been making NIL money at NC State or Boston College. Instead, I sat back here as a third stringer here on Alabama. I think those days are gone. Yeah, I mean, a lot of stuff, credible sources are coming out that a lot of these players were taking discounts to go to Alabama to be coached under Nick Saban because they, they were thinking long-term, hey, I'm going to go to the – I mean, it, if I am if I end up being a starter at Alabama, chances are I'm going to obviously get drafted, maybe even first or second round, so I'm going to make my money in the long run. 
Uh, that's why people are surprised that a lot of these guys have hit the portal. A lot of people say, no, you shouldn't be surprised. They're actually making significantly more at these other schools, whether it's the Texas, the Florida States, the Ohio States of the world, significantly more money because uh, they were you know, not, not paying them that much at Alabama. Alabama doesn't have the same uh, coffers as far as the money like a Texas or a Texas A&M or Ohio State does. Explain the 12-team playoff, the way it'll work. <laughs> uh, 12 teams, uh, of course, FBS next year. And now we only have four power conferences because the Pac-12 going away. So we know that a conference winner from those four for sure. But what about the other eight spots? So the top four conference champs will get the top four seeds. I already have thought processes. I, I think you want to be the five seed because the five seed would play the 12 seed. 12 seed is likely going to be the group of five. The top rated group of five team will be the 12 seed. So you get a home game. Uh, so the the five through twelve teams, the top four get a bye. Everybody else is gonna, you know, the, the five, six, seven, and eight in the first round will have a home game in December. Uh, and another reason why I like the five seed position is that four seed is gonna be the lowest rated conference champ. Say it's the Big Twelve this year. Big Twelve is very well balanced. It could be a three, two, three, four loss team, and that's who you'll be playing at a neutral site, and you'll probably be favored. So uh, the the I got to see the brackets. Everybody's asking me, hey, futures, but futures, Brett. But I'm like, I understand, yeah, if you find a mistake at a particular book and you want to bet a future on a team, I'd like to actually wait and see the bracket because you could actually like see a pathway. Oh, if they get this matchup, that bodes well for them. They play this team, that bodes well for them. So uh, it's very unique. I don't have the answers right now, KT, on how it's all going to work out. But I have some theories on I, – I honestly, I'm excited in the regard that I think it would be so cool to see a Southern team like an LSU – at an Ohio State in December, something like that, I think is going to be awesome. Okay, so are you? Is that the way it is, or is that the way you perceive it's going to be? Only having one representative from the group of five. Yeah, I only think there's going to be one. There, it's 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 a TV show, KT. I mean, come on, it's still going to be an invitation. They're going to get the. If there's a, a decision to be made, they they showed you it this year. Alabama or Florida State, ooh, I, I don't know who to put in. I mean, come on. Yeah, I mean, use common sense. You know who they're going to put in. So, yeah, they're, they're throwing that bone to that one group of five. Don't expect another bone there. Where does Notre Dame fit in? They cannot get, obviously, with not being in a conference, they can never get a – they could go 12-0, and and you could have, hey, Notre Dame is the best team in the country, and they can't get even a top-four seed. So the best Notre Dame can ever do in any season is the fifth seed. Which is okay with you if they get that five yeah, seed. Yeah, because keep in mind, they won't play a conference championship game, so that's already a bye week. You're not playing that week. You're going to play the group of five team. And I said that the, the lowest rated conference champ out of a four seed, uh, out of those four, sometimes is going to be a two or three loss team. Because now what happens is, like, say there's an upset in a conference championship game, like a Northwestern or somebody like that pulls a big upset in a conference championship game, they're going to be the four seed. Mm, interesting. Yes, that's true. Uh, Mountain West, what happens with Oregon State and Washington State? Oh, I I don't know. Do what they happens. become independents this year? Well, they, they have a schedule uh, an arrangement with the Mountain West. They're going to play seven Mountain West teams. Both of them are, so that'll help them fill out their schedule for this year. The, beyond that, I don't know. It's not looking good. Sad. So they would have to pretty much run the table against now, yeah, the I mean, West if, teams to be yep. that group of five representative, even though they're not. Actually See, that's a the, good question. I don't. 
I don't know if you have to be a champ, a group of five conference champ, and they're not in a conference, basically. So I don't know. I think they'd have to go 12-0 and and they get an at-large bid. Yeah, I was going to say, because the legal ramifications with the Pac-12, Washington State, Oregon State, have they held on to that yeah, Pac-12 they have, name, right? They have the name rights. Okay. So, so if but, they want to merge with mm-hmm. the Mountain West and rename it the Pac-12 again, I, I, I don't know. <laughs> I guess they could do that, but that's... They're not going to be attractive for other conferences because of the markets. This is all about TV money. This College football is a TV show now, and Corvallis and Pullman, Washington, are not going to move the needle at all. All right. Uh, Ever Mar- move Mar- the Mark Hoke wants to jump in. Go ahead, Mark. we got to get you got to get you mic'd up. Oh, uh, there we go. I, um, I, need, I need a good producer to get you <laughs> yeah, out. Yeah. So, so here's, here's where the Pac-12 actually stands right now. They have two years, according to the NCAA laws, that they can ex- the Pac-12 technically still exists, but they have two years to get themselves back up to eight teams. So technically, they they still have a conference. So if they would decide, well, let's say they decide that the the Pac-12 and the Mountain West want to merge and go into the Pac-12 name, they can do it. With all these lawsuits that were going around, they control all the because everybody else bailed out. They've at least from the moment of won all the lawsuits that they had. They control the name, they control the assets, and everything that went with the Pac-12. So if, let's say, the Mountain West teams decide, and some other teams decide they want to go and make a new Pac-12, they can do it. But they have two years to get at least eight teams in the conference. So now, in terms of them getting an auto bid or anything like that, probably not gonna, that's not going to happen. But they, they can make a new Pac-12 if they want to, but they've got two years to do it. There you go. That's good information from producer Mark Hoke. SportsX Radio 101.5 FMK. Don't streaming live in that Odyssey app, free app, A-U-D-A-C-Y. Ken Thompson, Brad Powers in studio. Mark Hoke is here as well producing the show. And don't forget that Mark Hoke show Sunday mornings, 8 a.m. to 10 a.m., the best in professional wrestling. Mark will have another great show. And Jose Vellante teaming up with Mark now on Sundays. So that's interesting. Jose, very well-versed and uh, very versatile. Knows a lot about a lot of different sports, including his professional wrestling. So we will uh, take a break. We'll come back. We're going to stay with it, but I'm going to get Brad's take, though. Just want to uh, get that FCS final in there on South Dakota State. And what happens with FCS teams and powerhouses like South Dakota State and North Dakota State? Some of those top teams, did they look to possibly go to the uh, FBS level? We'll talk about it when we come back. A lot of college football, and we're going to get to those NFL playoffs. Make sure we get some picks from Brad Powers. SportsX Radio right here on Odyssey. Keep it right here and download that free app. Ken Thompson, Brad Powers, Mark Oak. We'll be right back live from Vegas. 1015 FM Kingdom. Christie's favorite bands and uh, that old Brad Powers headset turned up a little too loud. Uh, he's still got one working ear at this time and we'll need that as we cruise on through reviewing some college football and talking about some things going on, some new hirings and of course uh, NIL money and all this good stuff, the transfer portal. My goodness, it's absolutely unbelievable and still have another stint where guys are going to be able to opt out and uh, move into that transfer portal and select another team before next season. Do want to uh, just update a couple things on the hardwood NBA tightened up at Madison Square Garden 97-93 Knicks lead at 245 left fourth quarter so it looks like the Wizards will at least get a cover. Bulls lead it by six just 15 seconds to go in Toronto 116-110 they're minus two looking good there the total is 228 so you still need uh, three points 
again, 116-110 Bulls over the Raptors. Grizz and Wolves coming up from Minnesota. Minnesota minus 12.5. Pacers and Kings from Sacktown. Sacramento minus 8. 244 is your total. College basketball cruising on down. And uh, St. Thomas doing me wrong right now. Losing to South Dakota. What the heck is going on there? Let it by six at the half and down one right now with 414 to go. 62-61. North Dakota, Mark Hoke's second favorite team. Up 79-58 over Oral Roberts at home. Duck in, uh, let's find North Dakota State. There they are, losing at home to Denver. Just 32 seconds to go. Pioneers up 74-68. So the Bison in trouble at home as well. Michigan down now to Illinois, 45-38, 16-23 to go. Second half. Let's cruise on down, see what's going on as far as Utah real quick. And uh, the Utes now up by 11 at half on Oregon State in Salt Lake City, 33-22, minus 15. Probably get a cover there. And Washington's come back, take a four-point lead at Haas Pavilion in Berkeley, leading the Golden Bears with a minute 21 to go first half, 37-33. to Again, game's coming up a little bit later on, including Oregon at Colorado in Boulder. And the Buffs minus six total. 148, Washington State at Stanford, Maples Pavilion, Cardinal minus three and a half, 144 and a half. Moving on down to the ice, remember Rangers and Vegas Golden Knights, they're going to be dropping the puck in about 17 minutes from now. Looking forward to that one. Blue shirts minus 140 on the road. Vegas all beat up, six-year total. Nashville's also taking on the L.A. Kings in L.A. It is L.A. minus 145, six-year total there in Arizona in British Columbia to take on the first-place Canucks. Canucks minus 215, six-and-a-half-year total on that one. Seattle shutting out Edmonton after the first period, two to nothing. Edmonton on an 11-game winning streak. This guy's been playing some good, solid hockey. Calgary after the first period in Alberta as well, leading Toronto two to one. Four finals. Five finals are in. 7-3 Tampa Bay skated past Minnesota. At home, easy over there. Washington, a 5-2 win at home against St. Louis, getting over that total of 5.5. Boston, also a 5-2 win. Uh, beat Colorado, beat the Lanch. Minus 145, the Bruins take care of business, and it does get over that total of 6.5. Philadelphia, 5-1 win over Dallas. Flyers continue to play good, solid hockey, beating up on the Stars in the city of brotherly love, and they were actually dogs in that game, a plus 123 on the Flyers. They get the win, which pushes, and it also pushes the total of 6. Ottawa, 6-2. They get past Montreal in a big way in a game that also goes over, and we'll keep an eye on those late games as well. And uh, they had that out-on game, which was canceled uh, the other day. Buffalo, 3 nothing. Shut out Chicago. That was a matinee game as the uh, Sabres get it done. And, of course, that game stays well under that total of six. Getting back to college football, Brad Powers, South Dakota State pretty impressive in their final. I mean, it was a sluggish game. Montana had a couple chances in the first half, got down to that one-yard line, couldn't push it in. Uh, Bobby Houck's guys just got stymied. And if they get in one of those two, I mean, the game's right there to be very competitive. And then South Dakota State's one of those teams that can kind of, you know, extend things out if you give them enough time. They end up winning at 23-3, to but two consecutive FCS National Championships. Uh, Jimmy Rogers, the head honcho, and, of course, Coach Stigelmeyer handing the baton down prior to the season. So uh, another nice effort, though, by the Jacks. And Gronowski, solid job quarterbacking the Yankee brothers. Uh, stellar careers as well. And Isaiah Davis out of the backfield. I mean, they had plenty of weapons. And the defense doesn't get as much recognition as they should get, and they really shut down the Grizzlies there in that game in Frisco, Texas. Yeah, they did. I mean, had uh, Montana punched it in, uh, you talked about, uh, you know, meaning something. It would have meant something to the spread, with the spread being, you know, 13 and a half, 14 points there. But uh, obviously South Dakota State was ended up being the right side there. They controlled matters as far as the line of scrimmage, forced some turnovers once Montana got behind. They're just not a team that can r- rally from, from multiple score deficit. 
Uh, South Dakota State, I would say the main storyline and takeaway from that one is this was an historically great FCS team. I mean, I was tweeting this, uh, you know, prior to the game and then post game. I mean, it's top three, four FCS team of all time. Obviously, you got a couple of North Dakota State teams that are in the mix there. Twenty thirteen North Dakota State team, twenty eighteen uh, North Dakota State team. I, I, me personally, I like the ninety six Marshall team, probably the best with Randy Moss. Uh, but as far as an FCS team, but uh, really great team, twenty nine straight wins. But man, do they lose a lot? That there was a senior class that, I mean, I started watching these guys in the spring of 2021 uh their freshman year so to speak Gronowski and that Gronowski got hurt otherwise they'd won the title that year in my opinion over Sam Houston but uh I mean the, to, to lose a guy like their head coach and a hall of famer not miss a beat run the table win 15 games and really not have too many close calls uh it's a great season for them the win streak will come to an end in the opener next year they play Oklahoma State there you go. All right. Uh, I will be betting Oklahoma State. Yeah. Okay. So that much uh, gone from the cupboard there for the Jackrabbits, but a good run over the last several years. Also, I uh, just want to duck this one in there. Harvard football coach Tim Murphy retiring after 30 oh, wow. years there for the Crimson. Uh, 67 years old right now, but finishes up with a record of 232, 134, and 1 overall. But he has been the uh, the head coach there for the Crimson for the last 30 years and 10 Ivy League championships. Pretty impressive. Very much so. Um, you get to that age, I don't know if you can deal with it. A lot of their best players have been poached the last couple of years. They, they're very respectable coming from Harvard. You don't have to worry about too much. But uh, a couple of their top guys have hit the portal. And they're, I mean, top you know, 25, top 30 overall portal guys uh, from the Ivy League. Pretty impressive stuff, yeah, no doubt. When he got there, uh, they – had not won more than eight games since 1919, but he did it in his four season, going nine and one, seven and zero in Ivy League play, and uh, he was solid as far as winning the New England Coach of the Year honor eight times, and was five time finalist for the Eddie Robinson Award, which of course goes to the top FCS coach. So pretty impressive career there for Tim Murphy, calling it quits after 30 years at Harvard. Major loss for them. There you go. Speaking of Major uh, Major Applewhite, new head coach there, there at South go. Alabama. You're a pro. Hey, hey uh, uh, give me give me the skinny on Applewhite. He's uh, had his hand in the mix as far as coaching and takes over a Jaguar program that, I mean, they love their football in Mobile. Uh, team this year disappointed a little bit. Uh, we thought yeah, they were oh, going to yeah. be up there as far as, you know, head honcho possibly there in the Sun Belt, but that went to James Madison uh, your take on the hire there for the Jags? Yeah, I thought a good, solid hire. Very quick turnaround there. Did it in a couple of days. Makes sense. Uh, give it a B. A good, solid hire for uh, South Alabama, considering unexpected loss to lose your guy to not a, another head coaching job in Womack. He leaves to become the defense coordinator at Alabama. There you go. All right, well, we're going to get into a lot of uh, coaching moves, including a guy that we know that was coaching UNLV football, taking over. Uh, D1 job. We'll talk about that and many others. We'll get the take from Brad Powers as we'll go rapid fire as far as uh, the coaching carousel at the FBS level. SportsX Radio 101.5 FM Dawn streaming live on that Odyssey app. And uh, they're about to drop the puck over there about 10 minutes away at the Fortress with the New York Rangers here to play the Vegas Golden Knights. Looking forward to that. And we'll keep an eye on that Edmonton winning streak right now. 2 nothing Seattle after the first period up there in Alberta. So 
Uh, will the Oilers streak come to an end? We will find out. We'll keep things rolling right here. SportsX Radio, halfway home on KDON 101.5 FM, and of course, streaming live on that Odyssey app. Miss any part of the show? Just use that rewind feature. It's good to go as soon as the show concludes. Live from Vegas, we'll be right back. Halfway home, SportsX Radio with Ken Thompson and Brad Powers. Welcome back from halftime. It's just after 7 o'clock in the big city. Time to continue America's favorite Las Vegas sports show. Sports X Radio with Ken Thompson. <laughs> yeah. What up? Party's going on. Duh. Going to a party. Sports X Radio with Ken Thompson is brought to you by Hannah Shea Boyle and Rappaputi. Trial lawyers that get results. Steiner's Pub, a true Nevada-style pub. Preventative Diagnostic Center. Rob Ritchie, Farmers Insurance. So get ready, because Sports X Radio with Ken Thompson starts now. Now. All right, hour number two, Throwback Thursday, KT Live, PSBR Law Studios here in Las Vegas. The best in personal injury, PSBRlaw.com is the site. You got the 702 for Vegas. Jot it down just in case you need personal injury help in the future. 830 9353, 830 9353, Panache, Boyle, Rabaputi, PSBR Brad Powers with KT. Talking college football, we're going to hit the NFL playoffs as well, keeping tabs on scores throughout the night. By the way, that Bulls Raptors game, nobody scored in the final 20 seconds, so that game ended 116 110. If you had the over 228, that sucks, but uh, Bulls do get the win. They cover the two points on the road. Knicks up five, five seconds to go. They're going to beat the Wizards, not cover. And that game will stay well under the total. And then Thunder and the Jazz is tightened up in Salt Lake City. 68-61 Thunder, a minute 30 still to go in the first half. Again, these totals are so ridiculous when you look up. See, 245 and a half <laughs> as the total. It's just unbelievable. Uh, Grizz and Wolves, Pacers and Kings set to go in just a little bit. College Hardwood, some games rolling on through. Uh, let me see. We've got... Some games uh, right now. South Dakota State and Omaha, Nebraska-Omaha, 90-87. to Jackrabbits lead it, laying 10.5, only 10 seconds left. You'll need overtime to get a cover there. Uh, Denver did beat North Dakota State, 78-70, a win and a cover because they were dogs on the road. Got to get that in there. Powers looking at Hoke going, KT's just putting that one in there for North Dakota State. Get on the Bison fans a little bit. Illinois up 11 now. At Michigan and Ann Arbor, uh, 58-47. The Illini laying three. Underwood's team playing good without Terrence Shannon. Uh, very, very impressive how that team has still picked it up and stayed together with all the things going on off the court. Meanwhile, at the half, Washington leads Cal by 540-35. Utah now second half up 16 big ones on Oregon State, 38-22. They've just tipped off UC Irvine, UC San Diego, and UC Davis at Cal State Fullerton. Those two games just starting. Gonzaga, Pepperdine, they're set to go in a little bit. Santa Clara Pacific, Hawaii, Long Beach State just tipping off as well. And we'll keep an eye on those late games Oregon, Colorado, Loyola, Marymount, San Francisco, Washington State at Stanford. On the ice, they're getting ready to go. Vegas at home against the New York Rangers, and the Rangers getting some money now up to a minus 145. Nashville and L.A., the Kings, they have just dropped the puck, so they have started up. Seattle leads Edmonton, but it's now 2-1 to as the Oilers on the board early in the second period, and Calgary still that 2-1 lead. Second period just underway against Toronto. And uh, the only other game, Arizona at Vancouver, Canucks minus 215. 
Six and a half is your total. Get back to some college football stuff with Brad Powers, BP. Uh, Miami tight end Cam McCormick granted his ninth year of eligibility. <laughs> this is unreal. This kid started out uh, with Oregon, but I mean, he missed three seasons, or I'm sorry, parts of four seasons due to injury. His redshirt year and then the COVID year of 2020, and this is it. He is unprecedented. Nobody else ever has been granted a ninth season in college football. McCormick gets the job, uh, gets the shot at it, and he put on it, 2024, my last ride. So it'll be interesting just to keep tabs on him tight end there for the Miami Hurricanes. Uh, That's a heck of a long career. Uh, yeah, I mean, forget college. That's a long career in the, in the pros. I mean, I, unbelievable. I mean, he'll be having grandkids collecting Social Security. But uh, I honestly think, KT, we're heading towards that. I think we're heading towards at least the, the major brands of college football being kind of semi-professional. I, I, I think they'll utilize the brand of Alabama football, but it be not about going to class. It's just you, you come to Alabama to play football, and that's it. Well, I was going to ask you, I mean, because we've talked about a lot of kids, you know, getting out junior, senior year and going pro. I mean, it wasn't actually senior year, but junior year going pro. Do you think we see a lot more kids stick around, Yeah, you know, at all in, in all sports because of the NIL yes. money? Yeah, if you're not going to be that surefire first-round pick, uh, yeah, I get, a lot of these positions you can make more money uh, staying in college another year. Yeah, I do think you're going to see kids stay in college. All right, so let me uh, throw some rapid-fire coaching hires. Tony Sanchez, my buddy over here, Bishop Gorman, and, of course, UNLV, takes over for Jerry Kill at New Mexico State. And you talk about, you know, a program that's not a top-notch program, but Jerry Kill, he left the bar a little bit high over there in Las Cruces with the job that he did this past year, actually last couple of years. They were actually 10-5 and five this season, uh, first season since 1960 with double-digit wins. And, of course, uh, Tony Sanchez, UNLV's head coach from 2014 to 2019. Your take there, Tony Sanchez, can he, uh, can he keep things rolling over there in Las Cruces? In a word, no. I, I don't see him continuing. Number one, you mentioned it, tough shoes to fill. I mean, you got a historically great season last year for New Mexico State. Uh, I, man, Jerry Kill's a weird fellow. Uh, you would think, oh, it's all problems, he's retiring. No, he took a job at Vanderbilt. And speaking of Vanderbilt, Diego Pavia is off to Vanderbilt as well. So I, I think New Mexico State's going to be a team I'm going to be fading. Okay. Team, nothing against Sanchez. I just they're going to lose guys to the portal. They're, they're off a historically great season. They're, you're going to see a lot of regression. All right. So Diego Pavia, solid quarterback there for the boys from Las Cruces, and he did get a little taste of SEC action yeah. going to Auburn and getting a win there. Wow, that was one of the more shocking results. Forget this season. I'm talking in any college football season, what they did. To, to be, and I told you, I mean, I bet Auburn in the game, and I got, like, ahead of the line four or five points. Pavia wasn't supposed to play. He did, played well, looked like an idiot. There was a couple of quarterback uh, news that I did not get right, at, or at least uh, the info that I got wasn't right down the stretch of the season. Not good. Yeah, those are those are bad feelings right there. You cringe on the uh, people that you're getting the info from, and, you know, when those people – are solid that you trust them because you get good information throughout the years, but it's always not how many you got right. It's when you get one wrong. 
Yeah, I mean, I just want the, the result can be the result. Okay, the quarterback's out. Oh, he's out, and I, and I end up losing the bat. Oh, that's fine. The info was correct. I don't like when the info is wrong. Right. With that being said, no one knew about it. That the, the the thing I'll give him a pass is it's not like you know the line moved you know day before the game. Hey, you're wrong. Hey, no, nobody knew anything right up until kickoff. Nothing changed. I remember uh, several years back when uh, Robinson was still coaching Oregon State basketball, and uh, good buddy of mine, the only one that knew that I know. I mean, I I don't know anybody else that ever found out anything. But on the injury reports, even the pay, the ones you got to pay for, are a little extra. The game, I'll never forget. Oregon State was an eight and a half point favorite at home in Corvallis on the hardwood against Rice. Four players, three starters, and the fourth one was, I think, the sixth man were suspended for the game. But it was not on any injury report. My buddy told me he knew somebody in the coaching area. And uh, he goes, trust me, these guys are going to be out. So Chuck Edel and myself, we did what we could, and it was an obscure game. It was one of the late games, but uh, Rice at Oregon State. And I think the most Chuck was able to get down were a couple different shops and nickel, right? And uh, accurate information. In fact, near the end of the first half, it pans down to these four guys sitting there wearing suits at the end of the bench. Rice never trailed. They won by eight. At the end of the game, you looked up on still these these sites that you pay to get information. They still did not have wow. these guys as far as missing the game. So sometimes you get information like that. It's pretty impressive. Uh, these guys that you get connected to, you find out a lot of these guys uh, do have some solid connections and know their know their jobs <clears throat> and are able to make uh, make you some money down the line. But those days are, you know, Few and far between now because everybody's involved pretty much. Uh, uh, nobody can keep their mouth shut for the most part. There you go. Uh, Troy, good solid program. The Trojans, winners of the, uh, well, they were right there as far as the uh, uh, Sun Belt, and they hire offensive coordinator Gerard Parker from Notre Dame, a guy that you know all about. Good hire for Troy? No, I don't like it. Uh, thumb, it'd be a thumbs down uh, for me. Uh, he does have Troy experience. Uh, but uh, other than that, I was very disappointed in that Notre Dame offense this year. But but I will say this, and on his behalf, I don't think he's an X's and O's guy. He might be better qualified for being a CEO type coach. So it's I'm going to have to dive, deep dive into and see who his coordinator hires are. Hugh Jackson outed Grambling after two seasons, one eight and fourteen. They bring in Mickey Joseph. He's a Louisiana native, but uh, Joseph, of course, was an assistant coach there for Nebraska and the interim coach for nine games, but he got in some trouble off yeah. the field, so that's why I didn't I know like, if that's yeah. a, a decent hire. Yeah, I, I don't know enough yet, uh, but I would say, considering those allegations, and I did you get what, what happened with that? Were they dropped? I'm stunned that he's getting a job, to be honest. Those are very serious allegations, only a couple years ago. Yeah, the uh, old domestic violence uh, coming into play there. Uh, again, got to. I'll have to check into it a little further. Uh, Tulane, they get Troy's Sumrall, John Sumrall, and he did a real nice job over there with the Trojans. Is this a good hire for Tulane? Really good hire to lose a guy like Willie Fritz and replace him with a guy like Sumrall. A great hire for Tulane. And they they got you want to talk about portal? They've done some good things in the portal. They got Mario Williams from USC. They got Ty Thompson from Oregon. They they're gonna be pretty good. All right, Duke, Elko gone. They bring in Manny Diaz as their new head coach. 
grab him from Penn State. Of course, he was a defensive coordinator for the Nittany Lions this last year. Your take on that hire? I like Manny, but I think he's more coordinator than coach. Uh, but I, I I like some of the moves. They got Malik Murphy from Texas at quarterback. That'll be a good. Uh, that'll be a nice addition there after losing Riley Leonard to Notre Dame. So to be determined right now, I'm kind of indifferent. I would think you'd like this next hire because you had talked about this guy potentially being because he was in the New England area, uh, the replacement potentially for Boston College, who turned their season around and uh, closed pretty nicely. But Signetti out at JMU, and they get Holy Cross's Bob Chesney. Love Bob Chesney, one of my favorite hires. Uh, picked up on this guy uh, a couple years ago. Love the energy. Uh, be a good recruiter. And I don't think people realize Signetti, great coach. Signetti's like 63. Doesn't look it. Looks good for his age. But uh, now you're getting a guy that's like 40 years old. A uh, lot of experience, one everywhere he's been. Really good hire for James Madison. They keep it rolling. There you go. Well, you'd never think Pete Carroll's 72. No, he doesn't act so, 72. Right, doesn't look 72, doesn't no, act 72. Exactly. Uh, Middle Tennessee, stock still out after a long tenure. Derek Mason, the new head coach. And we saw him, you know, have his hand there in uh, Nashville with Vanderbilt. Look, it's not easy to win at Vanderbilt. But it's bottom line. I mean, you yeah. got to have the grades. You know, these kids. I mean, it's a brainiac school. And I thought Mason did okay there. Did. Uh, I'm not a big fan of him, though. So I, I, I don't know. I, I thought Stock still did okay. To, fi- to fire him after a guy won you. I mean, more games than anybody in history. I, I, I don't know. Danny Gonzalez, you knew he was going to be out. What about Bronco Mendenhall back? in the West Coast and uh, knows the lay of the land, but he's back in head coaching and uh, takes over the Lobos program. In love, love the hire. I mean, obviously, guys won everywhere he's been. Uh, BYU, I mean, familiar with the conference, familiar with uh, the area. Uh, one of Virginia, look how Virginia tanked without him. I, I, think, Bron- I think the world of Bronco Mendenhall, one of my favorite hires. Uh, Scotty Walden, young guy from Austin P, takes over UTEP. I like this hire. Uh, very different. Uh, he's young. Uh, the, I mean, you go from Dana Demos, what, in his late 60s to a guy in his early 30s, so there's going to be some different energy. There needs to be energy because you have to have it there to recruit. Uh, yeah, I like the hire. Dana. Austin P was uh, pretty good. There. I mean, don't believe me. Go uh, pop in the Tennessee tape this year. They gave Tennessee everything they could handle. First undefeated conference record this season, 9-3 and overall, 6-0 and in the United Athletic Conference. Uh Dana Dimmel, only 61, very upset that you said he was in his late 60s. That's a guy that looks a little older than uh, <laughs> Sorry. That's okay. I did, don't, don't apologize to me, uh, Coach Dimmel. Uh, I'll give you – it's uh, Brad Power at Brad Power 7 <laughs> right there on uh, X. Boise State promoting Coach Danielson, Spencer Danielson, and they, you could see the kids like this guy. He's only 35 years old, but he brought a lot of energy to that team after Andy Avalos was let go on November 12th. And the Broncos were five and five, and you know could have been their first losing season since 1997. But he turned things around, and they played pretty darn well over here in Vegas as well. Yeah, I mean they certainly played a lot better since he was named. Uh, I start you can start reading the tea leaves. Genty came back at running back. He was uh, probably had some options to go elsewhere. Malachi Nelson comes in, the former five star number one recruit from USC. So uh, yeah, I, I'll give it a thumbs up for right now. Houston. They grabbed Tulane's Willie Fritz. I know you're a fan yeah, of Willie Fritz. Good, good. He's starting to get right? up there in age, but man, the guy's had five, six different jobs at every different level of football. Wins everywhere he's at. So yeah, it's a good hire. Old ball coach. 
And of course, you mentioned Kurt Signetti, Indiana, hiring him as his head coach, as their head coach. Of course, uh, they fired Tom Allen, and so Signetti, uh, 2023 Sun Belt Conference Coach of the Year, the Dukes 11 and one, pretty impressive. Uh, Signetti, how about 52 and nine record at James Madison? Pretty yeah, good hire. I mean, I, I know I'm sounding like a broken record, but I really do think. The teams and the schools did a really good job this year uh, of identifying. Uh, I mean, having uh, obviously you don't you can't have you can't be without a coach for weeks because yeah, your whole team will hit the portal. So um, I thought some outside the box thinking. This is a good hire for Indiana. I think they'll be improved. Arizona hurting a little bit. Nine players already entering the transfer portal. Jed Fish leaving to take the Washington job. Kalen DeBoer, of course, going to Alabama. But Jed Fish, what a job he did at, in Tucson. A tremendous job, a tremendous hire for Washington, losing a guy like DeBoer to replace him with Fish almost immediately. Uh, good hire. Now, the only thing with Fish, he doesn't stay anywhere long, so that would be my only concern there in Washington. Let me uh, throw some coordinators at you real quick. How about USC grabbing defensive coordinator Danton Lynn from UCLA? Yeah, UCLA did. I mean, much improved defense this year. Uh, it's a good recruiter. They got they flipped a couple of the, the, the starting guys in the secondary from UCLA as far as the portal. Good hire. Penn State getting uh, Kansas OC Andy Kotelnicki. Yeah, Kotelnicki's one of the best and more, most creative play callers in all of college football. I mean, you got to defend a lot of different things uh, with Kansas. I'm sure it won't be completely the same. I'm not sure that the, <laughs> uh, James Franklin allow him to do all the different stuff as far as running option principles and all that, but uh, he's very sharp. And I also like the D.C. hire for Penn State, Tom Allen uh, from Indiana. It wasn't head coaching material, but I think it'll be a good D.C. Penn State's a team that no one's talking about. I think they're going to be pretty damn good this upcoming year. What about Baylor grabbing Jake Spavital as their offensive coordinator? I think that's uh, no. I, not that I'm against that, but I just think the season was so bad, I'm, I'm shocked that Baylor didn't fire the coach. Bobby Petrino back to Arkansas offensive coordinator. Yeah, I don't think it's going to work out. I think this will be a one-and-done. Uh, Pittman will get fired. Should have fired him this year. San Diego State, they grabbed Colorado's offensive coordinator, a guy that you like a lot, Sean Lewis. I do. When you don't believe me, go look at uh, the biggest downgrade in all of college football last year was Kent State, from Sean Lewis to what they were uh, last year. I mean, we're talking 17, 18 points as far as a power rating. Not drop, spots dropped. No, last year's Kent State team is 17, would be a 17 or 18 point underdog against Sean Lewis's Kent State team. Uh, I thought he was done wrong in Colorado. I think he's very creative. I like that San Diego State's going wide open. Uh, back to, you know, the Air Coriel days. How about that reference? There you go. I love Air Coriel, no doubt. Okay, real quick uh, before we go to break, Oregon State they promote <clears throat> their defense coordinator Trent Bray, so he'll take over Jonathan Smith, of course, bolting for Michigan State, and uh, with the Beavs being left out as far as being invited to the Big Ten. Uh, he takes that Big Ten money but goes to East Lansing, and Trent Bray, the defense coordinator, gets promoted to the head coach. Well, I really like Jonathan Smith, so that's a really good hire for Michigan State. Takes Childs and some other guys, uh, Jack Velling, the tight end. A uh, very tough spot for Trent Bray. I'm not a big guy promote from within. I don't know. They're in a tough spot. They lost a lot of their players to transfer portal. USC picked up a couple of the defensive starters. He's really up against it. Uh, what's the future of Oregon State football? I don't know. It's up in the air. It's sad because they just re- redid the stadium. Yeah, it is tough, no doubt. 
<clears throat> Real quick, uh, Preventive Diagnostic Center. Do not forget, folks, if you're demographically between the ages of 40 and 72, Dr. John Pierce right here in the Vegas Valley, he's got it going on with the Preventative Diagnostic Center. It's pdcenterlv.com, pdcenterlv.com. And jot the number down, uh, set up that free educational consultation. Make sure you tell them Ken Thompson said, uh, sent you over there. It's 702, of course, 534-7900, 534-7900. We've got the only scanner of its kind in the region. Gives you early detection before signs and symptoms of more than two dozen ailments like heart disease and lung disease, talking about pericarditis, myocarditis. You see a lot of sudden death. Folks, you see, uh, you saw the assistant coach from Golden State drop dead, 46 years old yesterday. Don't just think it's not going to affect you. I mean, go check it out. You're talking about a heart CT scan and calcium score special. $600 value, $125. Get your freaking butts down there, man. You have no excuse. You know, do you want to leave your wife, you know, with nothing? I mean, yeah, you might have the life insurance, but do you want to be gone? You can get blindsided by the Widowmaker. You're not immune to it. Find out if your arteries are clogging up. Get down there, guys, seriously. Preventive Diagnostic Center, heart CT scan, calcium score special, 125 for a $600 value. Oh, by the way, your significant other, absolutely free. Ladies, if you're listening out there as well, heart disease, number one killer of women year in, year out here in the United States. So get on down there, pdcenterlv.com. Jot the number down. You know the 702 for Vegas, 534 534-7900, 534-7900. Preventative Diagnostic Center, Dr. John Pierce has an incredible crew. Get down there. We prolong lives with the Preventative Diagnostic Center, pdcenterlv.com. Take a break. Come back. Ken Thompson, Brad Powers, producer Mark Hoke on a throwback Thursday, SportsX Radio, 101.5 FM Don streaming live on that Odyssey app. We'll be right back. Temptation Eyes. Brad Powers, you're pretty good with your music. Who's that? What group is that, Brad Powers? Uh, I'm going to say Paul Revere and the Raiders. I don't know. Yeah, good guess. Grassroots. I wouldn't oh, have I known either. Gotten the grass you should have got it, man. Yeah. Midnight Confessions. You and your dad. You and your dad, though, are, uh, you have that little stuff. Right? You guys travel around and go see these college stadiums, but you guys will do a little music trivia? I'm pretty good with music. I can't believe I didn't get the grassroots, sir. I won't talk I'm, about I'm, it. No, I'm pretty disappointed. I was live on the airways. Well, we're to disappointed, coast. too. I, yeah. I, mean, I wouldn't have put you on Boy, the spot, shame, except man. I, you know. That's a lashing back home. I didn't push you all in. But, That's why uh, you get I taken lost, behind the woodshed for I, something like that. I lost three quarters of my stack over here. <laughs> Gosh, dang it, Powers. God dang it. All right, uh, real quick, finishing up on some of these coaching hires. Syracuse tabbing Fran Brown from Georgia. I think anything you know deals with Georgia nowadays. You got to be doing something right, uh, plucking somebody from Kirby Smart. What about it? A lot of excitement on the recruiting front. They got one of their best classes ever. Kyle McCord transfers in. They're getting a bunch of transfers in. I don't know a lot about him. He doesn't have coordinator experience, but one of the best, one of the top five recruiters in the country as far as assistance the last couple of years. So. Uh, a lot of energy in that Syracuse program. So right now, I'm going to give it a thumbs up. There you go. 41-year-old Fran Brown. He's from Camden, New Jersey, just down South Jersey, but uh, still nonetheless right there in the region and uh, probably knows the recruiting trail pretty good. Texas A&M getting Duke's Mike Elko. We talked about this uh, to replace Jimbo Fisher. You like that hire, right? Yeah, I do. I mean, that's an upgrade. 
Oklahoma offensive coordinator Levy, he went in there uh, to Starkville, took over for Arnett, who was in over his head. No question, Zach Arnett. Yeah, an upgrade, but I still don't know enough about Levy. I mean, there's going to be still some growing pains. I've never been a head coach, and your first head coaching job's in the SEC. And the last one, of course, I think you like this one just based on the way the season went as an interim coach, David Braun over there in Northwestern. What about is he the right yeah, guy there I, in Evanston? I, I like it more than even Danielson at Boise State. That's how good I thought Braun was. And I thought he outcoached Whittingham in the bowl game. Went and saw that game in person. Oh, man, he did a great job at Northwestern. Not, not given enough credit for what he did. I thought he maybe national coach of the year. Really? Consider, I mean, yeah. well, think about it. I right. mean, they had the hazing allegations. Their win total was down to two and a half. To put in perspective where Northwestern was in week two of the college football season, they were a home underdog to UTEP. Right. And they ended up winning eight games. Unbelievable. So what happened as far as all the investigation there in Evanston with Pat Fitzgerald, and where are they, Northwestern, as far as working a deal with Fitzgerald as far as paying him off? He ended up suing the school for like 100 million. Jokingly, I said for how poor of a coaching job he did the last couple of years, considering what Braun was able to do, I thought that school should countersuit him uh, for, for you know the false representation of being a coach. But I... Still a lot of problems there, but they're moving forward. They're, they have a new like $400 million stadium they're going to break ground on. Uh, they just did break ground on. They're going to redo the stadium. So uh, I, I think they'll try to move on. They got some deep – somebody's got some deep uh, pockets there because their uh, training facilities arguably a top five in the country. Pat Fitzgerald was a very likable player and a likable head coach to most of us. We thought he was just the perfect guy there and – and, uh, you know, just seemed to be somebody that was going to keep them in games and, and do a steady job there at his alma mater. Any chance that Pat Fitzgerald Ooh. is able to put this behind him and get back into the coaching world? I don't know as a head coach, to be honest with you. I mean, it's pretty alarming. Off field with the hazing allegations. And then on the field, I mean, he won one game in his last 20. Interim coach takes over and wins eight? Come on. All right, enough said from Brad Powers. There you go. There's your uh, coaching carousel. BP, uh, Cam Ward has made a decision. He's going to go to Miami. Initially, we thought that uh, maybe Ohio State, and then we thought NFL draft. Surprised that he goes to Miami? No. Uh, From what I was told, he's going to be the highest paid player in the history of college football. You agree with that? No, I do not. Uh, If he was so good, Washington State should be in a bowl game this year. Like Quarterback's not end-all, but... If he's so good, you're not losing 10-7 to 7 to Stanford. Uh, I mean, that's an offensive issue. I mean, that rested on the quarterback. So that, you saw him in the first four weeks of the season. This is a team that started 4-0, didn't go to a bowl game. I mean, how? And you watch him against Washington, you're like, I mean, how is this team 5-7? and seven? Some of it's Cam Ward. He holds on to the ball too long, makes some mistakes. Good player, but there's a reason why he's playing his now sixth year in college football. He hasn't made the jump to the NFL yet, and he originally started in FCS school. And... I don't like the coaching he's going to get this year. Crystal Ball's a terrible coach. Are you surprised that he didn't go to Ohio State or the Buckeyes weren't after him before Will Howard committed to Ohio State? The Buckeyes and some of the other schools weren't willing to pay the price that Miami ended up paying him. That's all it is there. I know you're happy with Riley Leonard going from Duke to Notre Dame. You think he'll do well there, just like Hartman? Yeah, I think he'll end up doing even better than Hartman. There's a hot take for you. 
Dylan Gabriel, you like that move out there to Oregon? Yeah, I mean, I I, I don't think he's as good as Bo Nix, but they'll be fine. Very interesting, just looking at all these. Well, well the names. interesting it's thing is he's going there, and Dante Moore's going there too. It's just I'm you only got one spot, but whatever. Yeah, what about that? I mean, uh, Dante Moore is a real unique individual. I I don't get it. It was a very unique recruitment out of him. He was at Oregon originally. I I, I don't know. I I don't know. There did not perform well as a true freshman at UCLA. It was really bad. Walter Nolan, that'll help Ole Miss's defense big time. Oh, they got a ton of guys, KT. I mean, they, if you're st- stockpiling and stack ranking the top 20, 25 overall transfers in the country, I mean, Ole Miss got four or five of them, led by Walter Nolan. Early on now, if you had uh, your top four as far as for the 12-team playoff, who would they be, Brett? Yeah, I'll give you the order. I'll give you six, in fact. Uh, I'll give you uh, top six for me right now would be Georgia one, obviously. Two is going to be Oregon. I I like their quarterback position a little bit better than the Buckeyes, and they host the Buckeyes. So Oregon will be two. Three will be Ohio State. Four will be Texas for me. There's some concerns. They lose their couple of studs at the defensive front, and I didn't like how they played against Washington. That was what's, not a good What's the deal with Arch Manning? Is he okay staying there? I think that... so, yeah. Quinn Ewers is going to be yep. the quarterback, though. I'm just being honest. Uh, and number five, I'll go Ole Miss because the portal has been so good to them. Six, I'm going to go Notre Dame, and I'm not a homer, but, man, I'm very optimistic about the Irish this year. There you go. I know you are. Uh, if, when in doubt, you'll you'll sell the Irish before uh, buying them. So. Probably too much sell. How, um, how good is Daquan Finn? Will he fit in there with Baylor? Mm. You know, we talked about that, Spavitable. I, I think it's uh, a decent hire, but I I don't know. I just – they were as bad as any team in the country as far as what they, how they performed versus expectation, that being the point spread this year. I mean, they fell short by 10 points per game on average. Will Rogers, he leaves Mississippi State. He goes to Washington. Then DeBoer leaves for Alabama. Where does Will Rogers end up? That's a good question. Uh, maybe Alabama's on the table. I'm not sure. Tell people a little bit about Jonathan Smith's guy, Aiden Childs, going to East Lansing. Yeah, I like the kid a lot. Uh, I, I think he'll start right away for Michigan State and be a quality starter for Michigan State right away. I I watched last year's I didn't know who he was really. I watched last year's uh, I watched these high school All-American games. That's honestly the start of my prep is I watched the two All-American games cuz I can at least hey these are all these are the best of the best in high school. Let's see who's halfway decent who can maybe contribute as a freshman. Yeah, I like Charles quite a bit. He flashed in that bo- in that game and they gave him even some snaps this year with DJU even there at Oregon State. I was going to say DJU now. Uyunglele uh, going to Florida State from Oregon State. Mike Norvell staying there had an opportunity perhaps to get that Alabama job. But your take as they extended his contract, Mike Norvell with DJ at quarterback position, what did they have coming back? They lost some players, of course, that bolted. Uh, but what will they bring in from the transfer portal? And what do they have you know, as far as recruiting? How good will Florida State be in the ACC? Yeah, so they lost a lot. But like typical last two, three years, they've done as well as anybody in the entire country as far as the portal. They took a lot of Alabama's roster, five, six guys from Alabama. Uh, they, they've, they've upticked uh, the recruiting a little bit, signed a couple of back-to-back ten, top ten classes. So I think they'll probably still be the ACC favorite of uh, them with Louisville and Clemson there as far as the top of the teams in the ACC. Uh, we'll, we'll see them right away, Dublin, Ireland, week zero against Georgia Tech. There you go. All right, uh, then we've got Tyler Van Dyke leaving Miami going to Wisconsin, and uh, Fickle, of course, got the team playing better, but they were banged up throughout the year. What about second-year head coach Luke Fickle and getting Tyler Van Dyke? 
how good a quarterback can he be at Wisconsin? I, I don't know if he's that much of an upgrade over Mordecai. Uh, okay, I guess. Uh, I think they can have a much better team, but their schedule is so difficult they might be 7-5 and five again. I got a game for you to go to. You know in September who they host, don't you? Who's that? Alabama. Comes to Madison. Wow. There's some unbelievable. I'm, you know, I'm Texas looking plays at, at I'm looking Michigan at USC, week two. Well, USC plays at Michigan. Yeah, but Texas plays at Michigan week two. I there think, are some unbelievable I want to say week, then week three, week four. Week U- four. USC's USC, at yeah. Michigan, right? Yep. USC opens here with LSU yep. in Vegas. And then they got like Utah State, then a bye, then at Michigan. And then and then after that, Rutgers and Wisconsin come out to LA, right? Yep. Something like that. They still play yeah, they still play Oregon, still play Washington. Still I think they play Penn State. And, and Notre Dame. And Notre Dame still. Oh. Yeah. It's uh six and six. I punched I just what I've done so far is I just took last year's I finalized my power ranks for last year and plugged it into this year's schedule. I think six and a half is what I have SC at. Wow. I mean the defense. It'll end up being defense, higher because so you're going to like the, the yeah, co-coordinators. Yeah. But I mean, what players are they bringing in? Oh, they'll be fine. They got. The, I'm going to upgrade USC's power rating. To be honest okay. with you, I think this year's USC team will be better than last year's team. Record might not reflect it because it's so tough, but uh, I, I think seven, eight wins. Folks, there's so much going on, and after the uh, next stint, Brad, when is that uh, transfer portal? When it's in April, uh, so right right around spring practice. And what I am being told right now is it hasn't been that active mm-hmm. compared to this one. I'm I'm hearing it's going to be very active this year because the teams are going to have needs, and they're just not afraid to throw throw that money around now because the TV contracts now are going to start to to come in with the, the the new conferences and whatnot. So they're getting that extra twenty, thirty million a year. They're going to put put it right into the football program and pay these players. What would you take on Jordan McLeod, the quarterback, James Madison? Because he's uh, going to Auburn. Portal, right? Yeah, I figured Auburn, they, they cannot move forward with Peyton Thorne. Was I talking with you on that? Yeah. I couldn't believe. I thought they'd go after Caden Salter because he played for Hugh Freeze at Liberty. Uh, surprise, Liberty kept kept that kid. Uh, they had to make a move because they cannot move forward. Thorne can't throw the football. Grayson McCall, Coastal Carolina. I think he was better last year. I know he's a bang, been banged up a little bit, but yeah, he's, he's going to NC State. Is that going to help him? <sighs> he's got to stay healthy, and he can't. So I, the best ability is availability, and he's constantly hurt. Kalen DeBoer bringing this youngster, Austin Mack, with him to Bama. How good is this kid? I haven't seen much on him, so I don't know that much uh, on the kid. Obviously, Penix took almost every single meaningful snap, so uh, no, I don't know enough. They got some other kids there. Julian Sang's a really good quarterback coming in as a freshman for Alabama, five-star kid. Well, I'll tell you, so many names in this transfer portal. A lot of committed, but uh, still. There's going to be a lot more. Are... you got to sit through it. Just, oh, okay, I got the team. I just watched spring practice, and then a bunch of guys will hit the portal again. you got to stay on it, folks. And especially the books are getting aggressive. They, they want to post stuff, and I think they're wrong. Oh, that's why Spring I games. It. When are the spring games? They'll start in there. There's a few teams that will finish up in March. But they get really hot and heavy uh, the first three, three, four weeks of April. It's, uh, it's. I mean, see, and then the, and the transfer portal. The next one is when? When's this? At the thing? end of April. At the end of April. See, yeah. that's crazy. Yeah. I mean, it's really going to mess you up as far as a capper if you have teams grabbing guys from the transfer portal after well, you the gotta, spring games are over. Yeah, I mean, oh, I got a hand on this team, and then the guys hit the portal. Okay, now I don't have a hand, but you need to watch them. Okay, this kid's good. I don't have all the answers. There's no, so much. There's so much changing, KT. That I'm even going to be saying this in August. I don't have the answers. So I mean, I, I want to. My my guts tell me you got to be more conservative. Got to be more conservative. But 
my guts also tell me, hey, you know what? It's not like somebody else knows more than you do. So, I mean, I can price this uncertainty better than the books. Real quick, Jaden Delora being humbled going to Texas State. Yeah, a little bit being humble, but that's a good offensive system in Texas State. G.J. Kinney, yeah. Oh, that's a name. He's not going to be – if he does what he does this year and replicates it, he's gone. I mean, he'll go to one of the other big-name Texas schools. Baylor's next coach. Max Johnson's got anything left to bring over to Mac Brown in North Carolina? That's a downgrade from what they've had at quarterback the last six, seven years. And, I mean, you can't win stuff with – I mean, obviously Sam Howell at quarterback and Drake May at quarterback. You're not winning with Max Johnson. How good a pro real quick will uh, May be? He has, I think he has the ability to be the best in the class. I, I'm not a big Caleb guy. I don't know. I mean, No, I agree. You, I agree, Caleb. Turn Williams on the bowl definitely. game. I mean, you're like, oh, where's this USC team been all? I mean, they showed some fight uh, that they did not have. And I'm talking even on offense. They were buttoned up, boom, 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 on offense that they weren't all year long. I mean, I that playground stuff just not, especially goes to Chicago. I, you see him working out in Chicago? I don't see it. No. I don't. I don't think that your your take though, as far as Miller Moss. So yes, he had the six touchdowns against Louisville. How good can this guy be for USC? Everyone's talking. Oh my! They brought in Mayava. Well, they had to bring in somebody. They only got a couple quarterbacks. You got to have three, four guys on scholarship on the roster. I think Miller Moss would be fine. Is he going to put up the Caleb Williams number from the last couple years? No, but he doesn't have to. He just if he can play, he doesn't need to throw six touchdown passes like he did in the bowl game. But just play what he did in the bowl game is very repeatable in a Lincoln-Riley offense. I think they'll be fine. All right, we'll wrap things up with Brad Powers getting his take on the NFL playoffs when we come back. SportsX Radio on a throwback Thursday, 101.5 FM Dawn streaming live on that Odyssey app. Tons of college basketball. Won't get to it all now. Tomorrow, Jason Halpert and Thomas Viola sitting in for KT. Mark Oak will be contributing as well, and uh, Arthur DeCesar will be joining the guys from the Westgate Superbook. He'll have the latest as far as all these NFL playoff games as we head into the weekend. We'll wrap things up right here, live from Vegas. Keep it right here. Back Thursday, Mark Hoke spinning the hits. Brad Powers, pretty shot, pretty solid with his uh, music. I know BP, you got that one. Little Jackson Five. So back in the day, back when they were the kids, I remember watching those guys on American Bandstand. For the love of God, aging myself, but uh, you know what? It was good stuff back in the day. That was uh, one of those shows. That and then yet Soul Train. I mean, those were uh, things to do on Saturday. And uh, just remember all that good stuff, especially when the weather was crappy back in Jersey growing up. Sports it's X crappy Radio. back there now. I'm Oof. telling you, yeah, they were getting uh, up to six inches of snow today, so in central Jersey. And uh, we'll keep an eye on that. I uh, got some of the games rolling right now, college basketball so far. KT looking like he could be okay with Long Beach State and uh, Cal State Bakersfield. We'll see. California's up three with 345 to go. I need them to just hold that if I can get that done. And Austin P did win by three in overtime for me, which was good because I laid one and a half. So did lose the St. Thomas game, and uh, we'll keep an eye on that late game. Got Stanford minus two and a half against Washington State, up to three and a half now. Don't like it near as much, uh, but I do think the boys at Maples Pavilion do play pretty solid ball. But Wazoo has been pesky. Meanwhile, the uh, Golden Knights are in action and have a two nothing lead after the first period against the Rangers. So the Rangers got the late money; they're minus one forty five, six year total. 
but the Golden Knights up 2 nothing. Very impressive. Arizona-Vancouver 1-1 after the first period. No score after one. Nashville, L.A., and Edmonton put up three goals in the second period, trying to extend that winning streak to 12. 3-2, they lead Seattle after 2-4-3 Toronto. After two leads at Calgary. Ken Thompson, Brad Powers, going to go rapid fire real quick with four playoff games, Brad Powers. And uh, started off with Saturday. Got the uh, two big dog, or the two big favorites, the two one seeds, uh, Baltimore at home. Uh, right now, Ravens minus nine and a half, Westgate Superbook 43 and a half against the Texans and CJ Stroud and company. Very, very impressive in that opening route against Cleveland. But uh, to me, uh, Lamar Jackson looks. Like he's focused. And I told you the only thing I would do, because it does look like a lot of points to the Texans and the Packers, seven-point teaser. I know it costs money, but I'd lay the two-and-a-half with the Ravens and the two-and-a-half with the Niners. Where are you on the first game? I'm similar mindset. I'm. It's not the sharpest, but, hey, we're down to, I mean, people, four games left. You want to have action on the game. There's a little bit of a degeneracy there, even though you know there's not going to be great value on that. I'm with you in that. I, I don't want to lay the nine-and-a-half. There's just... Obviously, weather might be an issue. The total's down a couple points. Wind and rain in that game. So that's kind of a variable that you'd have to account for. I think it certainly hurts the Texans more than uh, the the Ravens in that regard. They're well-rested. Baltimore and San Francisco are 1-2 and in my power ratings. Uh, I'll do the two-team seven-point teaser. Seven-point teaser, or or is it better? It might cost more, but the two-team money line parlay. If I can find a book that has the the best money lines on both teams, then I'll probably end up doing that. KT, like I looked it up the the other day. You'd have to, you know, two hundred to win a hundred type of thing. Right. And uh, as Chuck Edel tells me, KT, don't worry about it. You don't pay the juice if you win the bet. Yeah. <laughs> hey, old Chuck Edel advice. All right. Uh, Packers and Niners. Uh, Niners minus nine and a half, fifty and a half high total. Uh, right now, still looking like we're going to have some rain up there in Santa Clara. Yeah, if it wasn't for the rain, though, I'd actually lean over because, I mean, obviously you've seen the Packers offensively, just an entirely different team. In fact, struggle with the handicap here. Obviously, 49ers are well-rested. 49ers are the best team, in my opinion. Uh, but you got a Packers team that's been a completely different team from basically Thanksgiving on. Nine and a half points. If you're just taking that window of the Green Bay and looking at their performances, nine and a half. Give me the nine and a half. This team, arguably, you can make case fourth or fifth best team in the NFL. But I don't know. I'm taught to you know take the full season of data points. The rest edge for the 49ers. I, again, I'll do the two team seven point teaser. Listed at 58 degrees, 11 mile an hour winds, 68 percent chance of rain during the game there at in Santa Clara at Levi Stadium Sunday. We know we have no problem weather wise. Detroit at home against Tampa Bay. Well, not according to that Tampa Bay reporter. I know. That was was embarrassing. The poor gal uh, did not realize that the game was in a dome and looked at the 22 degrees forecast and was just wondering if uh, Baker Mayfield be able to hold up in that cold, but uh, doesn't have to worry about it in Ford Field. Plus six and a half, total 48 and a half. Boy, I'll tell you, Tampa Bay's D looked real, but Philly's just been, you know, I mean, like they said, doing the moonwalk the last six or seven weeks of the season going backwards. So it was it's hard to, you know, take that. I mean, you knew the writing was on the wall. When Tampa Bay stopped the brotherly shove, I was like, that's it. And, yeah. and they've done it. They did it in the regular season yeah. once, and they did it in the, plo- the postseason. That was pretty impressive. Uh, it's hard for me to go against this Tampa Bay defense right now. If they get pressure on Goff, they can get some turnovers but I think if it's less than a touchdown, I could only look at Detroit. No, I'm going to lean Tampa, although 
price very price dependent here. We're on around a key number. I think there's going to be some sevens to pop. Mm-hmm. So I'm going to take seven with Tampa when it does. Yeah, that's what I said. But, if but it's under, not... if it was under seven, I would take Detroit. Yeah, I seven hear you. or more. Yeah, Tampa Bay. Uh, it's hard not to hard not to look at them. But you I know just don't trust Detroit laying that kind of number. It's yep. kind of uncharted waters for mm-hmm. them. I mean, as great as that crowd was on Sunday night, easily could have lost that game. Easily could have lost. Yep. In fact, I should have. I will say. Uh, here's what I'll say: Is Nakua in his first year? He's just a gamer. He's a kid that likes to go out and just play, right? If he's a veteran, if he's two, three, four years in, he's getting up and 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 going like, "Hey, where's the flag?" Like he yeah, didn't do yeah. anything like that. It was a clear hold of the tug yes. of the jersey, and he probably gets that call if he gets up Should've and complains call, at all, yeah. right? So, but man, they had so many chances. Just the inefficiencies for the Rams in the red zone. Mm-hmm. Crowd did play a factor though. Two how about, timeouts how about if you had half. the over in that one? I mean, it's just oh, like crazy. God. I mean, you're looking at that's a bad beat. Yeah, I mean, Thirty eight points, like nothing, and they still were moving. They just settled for field goals. Well, you win if the Rams turn uh, one of those field goal, short field goals attempts into a, a touchdown. You, you got an over. Get the W. Kansas City and Buffalo, this is the big one. KC plus two and a half. It's holding steady. You lay a little juice if you're laying the two and a half with Buffalo. 45 and a half your total. 14 mile an hour winds. 14% chance of snow. But 22 degrees. I think it's going to be okay. And if the wind's not too bad... Forty-five and a half. I over. I think the yeah. I think these two teams are going to score. Yeah, over for me. As far as the side, I think Buffalo gets the job done. I think this is the, their year that they the, they get it. But man, the the rest two day rest edge for KC is pretty significant this time of year. Uh, over. I'll just play. Yeah, easy. I'm with you. Over. Yeah, that's that's probably the only play I'm going to give out. I agree. I agree with you. That's the only one. If you give me just one game, that would be the one thing I would do. I take yeah. the over in the last game. I'm going to wait though because the weather can change dramatically in Buffalo. We've seen it. Uh, but yeah, I think over for me. Square, but whatever. Yeah. What the heck? Like you said, there's only four games remaining. BP, I got to get you back. Uh, you know, another time when we can go over. You know, as you as you start compiling these rosters and uh, we start getting into the college football a little bit more, and then via the phone, check in with you as far yeah, as the uh, conference championships, as far as uh, the NFL. And, of course, we got the Super Bowl right here in our backyard. Any chance Brad Powers goes to the Super Bowl? Yeah, it depends on who plays and the price. I was just talking to somebody about that today. I think you'll be there, BP. No, I don't know. If it's two teams I don't care for and the oh, price yeah, well, is terrible. But, I mean, when you look at the teams right now, if it's Ravens in there, Niners, yeah, I go to Lions, one. Bills, or... I, I would go to the Lions, to be honest with you. If the Bills are in there, you got to go. Ah, prices will be ridiculous, though. Yeah, that's true. But it's not like Brad Powers, you know. So so you take away three of your future bets. No big mm-hmm. deal. I don't know. Come I don't on, like NFL Powers. crowds. I don't. But it's I know the Super Bowl is more of a corporate crowd than the drunken idiots that you normally get at NFL games. But uh, oof, I don't know. Well, I appreciate you stopping by SportsX Radio. Brad Powers Archive up in about 45 minutes or use the Odyssey Rewind. Tomorrow night, Thomas Viola, Jason Halpern, Mark Hoke. They are here. Arthur DeCesar will join the guys. They'll get into everything for your weekend. Till then, you know the rules. No drinking and driving. No texting and driving. Most of all, God bless our troops. God bless you live from Vegas. SportsX Radio, 101.5 FM Don. We stream live on that Odyssey app. Folks, I've enjoyed it. For Brad, for Mark Hoke, God bless. Have a great evening. Talk to you tomorrow night. Good night, everybody.